I am Michael Krigsman. This is episode number 138 of CXO Talk. And today we're talking about digital to digital transformation. We're talking about digital transformation. We're talking with Chris Curran, who is chief technologist and principal at PwC and has been doing research on digital transformation and the linkage to performance for a number of years. Chris, thank you so much for joining episode number 138 of CXO Talk. Hey, Michael, thanks so much. Um, 138 episodes, that's amazing. Um, anyway, thanks for having me. Uh, look forward to spending some time talking about uh, all things digital and um, our digital IQ survey, which we just launched a couple of weeks ago, which uh, we've been running since 2007, to look at some of the leadership behaviors and priorities for companies who uh, report top performance and uh, try to help give all leaders across the world uh, some insight into um, you know, what some leading companies are doing to get the most out of digital. Well, your survey uh, is, is a large one. How long have you been running the survey for? So I think this is our seventh year, uh, and uh, we this year is our largest survey. We've got 2,000 business and IT leaders who participate um, across 50 countries and I believe about 25 industry sectors. Um, something that makes, makes the survey unique is that um, it's not an IT survey. It's not a, a CIO survey. It's a leadership survey where we look for uh, input across the board from uh, CEOs to CFOs to head of, heads of HR and CISOs and CIOs and across the board to try to understand um, you know, their perspectives on information technology and digital. And, you know, when I say digital, I mean the big D digital, capital D, right? Enterprise application of technology, um, not the little D, you know, just marketing or, or customer facing technology. But that's part of part of the process of learning and communicating to, um, you know, w in the marketplace and to with our clients is trying to help them figure out what they mean by it and what they hope to get out of it. And actually, we, we already had a comment from Twitter Chris, somebody is asking, how do you define digital and how do you define transformation in this, in this context? Well, um, we define digital and in fact, we, we uh, define digital IQ as the degree to which an organization uh, weaves information technology into everything they do. From strategy through execution, uh, customers, employees, operations, innovation, um, the, whole, the whole gamut of the enterprise. Um, and so, you know, the, the definition of digital is a great, uh, a great conversation because, you know, as technologists, you know, we, we've always been digital. And so, you know, with the, the latest round of, of buzz around the word digital is puzzling to some. And, you know, I had my aha moments a few years ago uh, when the digital, you know, term was, was uh, coming back in vogue and uh, a buddy of mine who runs a small ad agency here in Dallas was telling me about, um, you know, his perspectives on, on it. And, you know, it's as simple as um, the, you know, the ad agencies, uh, you know, terminology of talking about the channels in which they communicate. So there's the, the radio channel and the TV channel and the, the print channel and the digital channel. And, um, you know, so digital, uh, the, the, I guess the, the renewed sense of, of interest in digital 
uh, from his perspective, came out of, you know, the agencies talking about their digital channels versus, you know, the thing we've been calling digital all along, which is information technology and data and analytics and all that good stuff. So, you know, I, that was uh, an, an awakening for me of sort of understanding those different perspectives. And I think it's a, it's a smaller story uh, that brings to light the larger story, which is everybody's interested in technology now, right? This isn't just about um, the CIO and the IT organization helping figure out how to automate business processes and crank reports out. It's now, you know, in everybody's interest to figure out how to improve their customer relationships, improve their products, um, because they're seeing how it's happening in their own personal lives, this, the whole consumerization of technology world. So, so that's, that's why there's a lot of energy behind it, I think. And um, not only that, there's so much, so many more sources of interesting uh, information technology and emerging technology out there now than there were before. And the level of innovation and creativity has gone uh, so far, you know, up that, that it's creating ideas and interest in all of our uh, leaders across the C-suite. Okay, so digital is not just about marketing, it's not just about IT, but it's a broader organizational mandate. And your study, the Digital IQ study, uh, examines the link between digital transformation and corporate enterprise performance. Right. So let's explore that because I think that's the missing piece for many of these conversations around digital, that, that, that performance piece is missing. So to begin with, what are the, how do you define performance? What are the kinds of performance metrics that you look at? Right. So um, each of the participants in our survey um, tell us uh, their growth rates in revenue and margin. And we use that to segment the participant group into top performers and others um, the top performer segment is roughly 20% of the sample. And we correlate that, um, that group to uh, their answers in the survey. And, um, you know, our, our survey spans uh, strategy and innovation, operations, operating model, uh, skill sets, um, project performance, measurements and metrics, um, a lot of leadership priority and, and uh, management practices kind of kind of questions versus the quantitative, you know, how much do you spend on X, Y, and Z kind of questions. Um, and so uh, we, we asked, we, this year we did something a little bit different. We, um, we decided we were going to build a, a score, a digital IQ score and uh, see what we could learn from that. And so, we uh, we formed what we thought was a uh, a set of, of of behaviors and attributes that we thought would uh, correlate to high performing companies, and there were twenty six of them. And in our survey, we asked for a level of agreement with statements around those twenty six attributes. And what we found after we analyzed the data and correlated it with the margin and revenue growth data, that there were ten of them that were very correlated to performance. And um, those are highlighted in our in our study this year, which you can find at pwc.com slash digital IQ. And uh, so each of those uh, uniquely are correlated to performance. And then together we create a digital IQ score, uh, which uh, has two interesting characteristics. Those with the top 
20, those top 20% digital IQ scores uh, in our survey base were twice as likely to be um, top performers in margin growth and 50% like more likely to be top performers in revenue growth. So if you scored high in those 10 attributes, you were twice as likely to be a top margin grower and 50% more likely to be a top revenue grower. So what is, a, what is the magic of these particular attributes? And also, I think you should uh, tell us what those, I know you went through briefly, but, but yeah. just give us a listing of those yeah. attributes. And I also just tweeted the URL, pwc.com slash digital IQ, if you right. want to actually see the survey results while we're talking. Right. Um, so there's 10, uh, and these are uh, rated by level of agreement with the statements. So the statements are the CEO is an active champion for digital. Digital leaders are involved in business strategy uh, formulation. Digital strategies are business aligned and is business aligned and shared uh, across the C-suite. Uh, business and digital strategies are well communicated across the organization. Uh, we look outside the company for new ideas. Um, digital investments are made for competitive advantage. Uh, we effectively use all of our data to drive value. Um, we proactively plan for cyber and privacy risks. We have a single multi-year roadmap for our digital strategy, and we consistently measure digital investments. And so those are the 10 who individually and then together correlate with, with performance. Okay, so what is the common thread among these 10? What is it about these 10? Well, first off, why did you select these attributes? And what's, what is it about these 10 that drive this correlation to right. higher performance? Well, uh, so the data selected the 10. We selected 26 of them that were organized pretty neatly, I thought, initially when we built it. Um, across strategy, innovation, uh, operating model, talent and skills, technology, and execution. And uh, so we thought there was gonna be a, a, a pretty uh, well-organized framework across those dimensions. But what we found was once we did the, the performance correlation, only 10 of them were super highly correlated. And that's why we extracted the 10 out of the, the 25 or 26. Um, so what's a common thread through these? I don't know if there's a single common thread, but one of the things that it strikes me when I think about these and when I talk about them is how important communication is. You know, and that's another one of those sort, sort of holy grail things, I think. Um, you know, we talk a lot about change management and communication and things like that, and those all sound like really fuzzy, um, hard to grab grasp onto things that, we, we intuitively think are important, but we're, you know, we're not quite exactly sure how to get under the covers of how do you really communicate and to, to really drive change. And so, you know, I was at, uh, at the uh, Gartner symposium this week and uh, had the chance to, to see um, Jeff Immelt, who's the, the CEO of GE uh, in a fireside chat kind of interview and um, talking about, a CEO who's a champion for digital. I mean, uh, Jeff Immel, he is the poster child for this. And um, the, the interesting thing is, is that, um, you know, he's up there, he's at a, a Gartner conference, you know, and why is the CEO of GE at a Gartner, Gartner conference? Well, he's there because 
he believes that all industrial products companies are also going to have to be software companies to harness the data, you know, streaming off of all the sensors of all these heavy equipment and actually to be able to drive and connect that data into, you know, uh, performance and, and process improvement and innovation and all kinds of other dimensions. So, um, you know, he's there communicating their vision and, um, you know, also communicating the same inside of GE, I'm sure. And having that level of leadership is so important because, for example, you know, he talked about um, divesting business uh, businesses to refocus on, you know, becoming digital. And only the CEO can can drive that kind of change, right? The divestitures and and reinvestments. And he uh, they just recently created a digital business unit there that isn't just an overlay business unit. It's a real business, and it's going to um, grab all different parts of GE and put them in this digital business. And so, you know, um, I think leadership and communication is a big thread that goes through this. Um, another interesting thing uh, around communication is when we first got these 10 attributes uh, and saw that they were the ones that were most uh, strongly correlated, we had a client who was running a, a, a leadership uh, workshop and wanted to know if they could use some portion of this digital IQ study to, to help generate um, some conversation. And so we said, sure. And, and it just so happened I, I had hot off the spreadsheets, the, uh, the 10 attributes. So I said, let's go score these 10 attributes for what turned out to be 125 leaders across their organization to see if it would really resonate with them. And I was a little worried because, you know, they, they're a, a pretty savvy, you know, digital savvy uh, organization. So I was a little worried that it would be kind of like they'd be off the charts and it wouldn't be very interesting. But one of the things we learned was that while they scored very highly in some of these attributes, two or three of them uh, really created some interesting conversations for their leadership conference because, for example, um, you know, they, they believe very strongly in the need for um, getting value out of their, their data, uh, data and analytics, but they didn't score themselves very high in being able to do it because – um, they just haven't built the capabilities yet. And so as as strongly as their C-suite is behind their digital uh, program and their CEO is a champion for it, you know, they still had a lot of um, room to grow around, um, around communicating throughout the organization, um, getting the most value out of their data, and measuring their investments. Those were three that popped out. So to me, it's like, you know, it's not, a, it's not all or nothing. Everybody's going to have a different outlook on these attributes, but hopefully it provides some, uh, some guideposts for organizations to, to um, help prioritize where they're going to spend their efforts and where, you know, not only as a leadership team, but also within their teams and, and businesses. So a, a key element then is the, the measurement, the linkage, establishing the linkage or correlation between what are the digital activities that you're undertaking and the business results and there can be a range of business results now we have a question from wayne anderson on twitter who's wondering you mentioned innovation as being one of those uh one of those uh potential results how do you how do you go about measuring innovation how does that come into play here yeah there's uh, a lot of uh dimensions to the innovation 
topic. Let me start with uh, a question that we asked the survey participants around the value, uh, sort of their, their reason for investing in digital. And again, digital, we, when we say that, we're talking about you know, digital enterprise investments, which is basically all of the information technology investments that an organization would make for strategic value and for operational value. So, um, so we asked, you know, what, what are you hoping to get out of your digital investments? And the, uh, the top three answers were um, growth, margin growth, I mean, sorry, revenue growth, revenue growth. And so almost 50% said, I think it was 40, uh, 45%, 48% said um, that they wanted to grow revenue. The second was improved customer experience. That was 25%. And 12% said they were trying to grow margin. So those were the top three reasons, uh, the number one reasons that people chose. Um, 1% said that disruption uh, or either trying to disrupt their markets or preparing uh, to, to block disruption or defend off disruption was their top reason for investing in digital. When we, when we said included the top three reasons, they, the uh, 92% included um, revenue growth, 8% included disruption. And so when we get to the innovation discussion, you know, the vast majority of people that we surveyed said their companies are focused on growing revenue, right? Growing their current business model revenue. 8% said somewhere in their top three priorities, they were focused on, on some sort of disruption. And so, so then you say, okay, let's think about that in the context of innovation. Um, that implies that those 92%, you know, are focused, if, they're, if they have an innovation program, are focused on innovating around their core business versus you know innovating for new markets and disruption and stuff that type of thing. So, um, so I just start with that context because I think it's pretty interesting and especially with all the, the the buzz in the marketplace around disruption. You know, we talk a lot about interesting companies who are disrupting uh, food service or transportation or uh, the hospitality hotel businesses, whatever. Uh, automobile business, um, but at the same time, uh, at least our survey base tells us that they're not actively investing in it yet. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the data next year to see if that number you know starts to to move up as more companies say, okay, my my core business um, investing investing in digital, I'm making good progress there. Now I'm going to start to divert more of my dollars to to learning about disruptive potential in my markets. Um, how do you measure innovation uh, is something that we've, uh, that we've tracked over the years. Um, you know, there's, before we talk about that though, I'll throw one other idea out there. And that is that um, the innovation process, while it should be a process, um, it's not the same process, should not be the same process that we use for our typical, project lifecycle. So the stuff that we want to go out and, and get a return on investment around um, because we're putting a new CRM system in that we expect to improve process uh, throughput or increase customer lifetime value or whatever, those all have distinct ROI kind of business cases behind them that we've estimated and calculated and, and hopefully we try to track afterwards to see how well we did. But the innovation process, um, you know, uh, 
uh, I'm trying to draw a blank of who it said, who said it, but um, Peter Drucker said that uh, innovation is work. And I like to think of it that way. You know, it's a different kind of work, but it's a, it's, you know, it's very distinctive kind of work that needs to be managed and tracked just like any other work we do, or it's going to be nebulous and we won't know what we expect out of it. We can't, manage it and then it won't happen because our leaders won't give us more money to do more innovation. And so, um, so the first contextual point there is that, you know, most companies say they're really not doing this disruptive kind of innovation right now. The second point is, is that you can't use the same um, sort of ROI oriented processes to drive innovation. So how do you measure it? Um, you know, we've asked those questions and we've, we've, we've ca- gathered data around, you know, some people measure it based on the number of ideas that they put through their innovation process. Some folks measure it based on the number of patents that they file uh, out of that process. Some folks measure it around um, the number of ideas that come out of the back end of their innovation process and go into the ROI process. Um, some folks try to measure it in terms of the actual value that they get in the marketplace, which is a lot harder, but would be the ultimate goal if you could do that. So, um, lots of different ways to measure it and it is important to measure it. It's just, we've got to think about it in terms of measuring different things because we're doing a different thing. We're doing, we're trying to manage new ideas to change existing processes, to create new processes and, and activities to create new products. And, um, and for some people, ultimately, you know, creating new markets and new business models. You know, Chris, I realize that digital transformation is not just an IT activity or a marketing activity, but I talk with a lot of CIOs. And one of the big questions that CIOs have today is what are the appropriate metrics that they and IT should be looking at because the historical metrics of IT, technical metrics, things like system uptime and latency and application availability in today's world are pretty meaningless. Now, they're important, right? The system has to work and it has to be there. But if a CIO wants to be delivering higher value, what kind of measurements, metrics, KPIs should they be looking at? Yeah, I think maybe working backwards from, you know, the mission and objectives of the organization and its functions is, is one place to start. Um, you know, one of the things that organizations depend on um, on the IT function to do is to help them run their technology projects. And something that's always fascinated me is um, the project management discipline in organizations, um, regardless of of is it an IT project or not, just the fundamentals around managing, planning, organizing, measuring, um, staffing, evaluating projects tends to be in the IT function. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I think is important is, is how well, how good are you at executing projects? And um, one of the questions that we ask in our survey is, um, you know, for success rates around projects. I remember you know, I don't know if they still do it, but the Standish group used to do a, a study around project success, success rates, which I always looked at and was very interested in over the years. And I don't know if they still do it, but, um, but we asked a similar set of questions just so we have it for our survey participants for the percentage of uh, projects that are successfully de- delivered 
on time, on budget, and then within scope, within the originally planned scope, which I think is is a little uh, additional flair that I put in there because um, it's easy to cut scope and to, to cut budget uh, to affect the others. But, um, you know, are you delivering what you set out to deliver is the third leg of that stool. So, um, you know, the data is, um, I don't recall the specific data from this year because we really didn't, we didn't include it in our printed report, but we'll include it in some subsequent reports that come out of Digital IQ this year. I, I believe it was about two thirds um, of the company said that they were on time on budget within scope, within planned scope. And I think whatever the delivery metrics are around executing projects, I think that would be one set of them that I, I think every IT organization should be focused on. Um, and then the question is, you know, how do you, how do you attach some metrics to the, the broader digital um, enterprise, right? And so how, how much, um, you know, how important it is, is it to the IT organization to drive, um, you know, customer uh, appreciation and, and, and satisfaction with digital products? You know, should the IT organization have some kind of metrics around usability? Uh, that type of thing. I think maybe when you can start figuring out um, how to measure the interactions between the the software and technology that an organization delivers and their customers and their satisfaction in using it, those would be some interesting things because, you know, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to improve customer experience with one of the things we are, uh, according to our survey participants. So how do you measure customer experience in the context of what IT can influence? So that would be another category of things that I would, I would explore. Yeah, that's a particularly interesting one. When you were talking earlier about project management metrics, it brings to mind uh, several CIOs that we have had on CXO Talk, including Kim Stevenson, who is the CIO of Intel, and Brian Lilly, who is the CIO of uh, Equinix, a large data center provider, have spoken about operational excellence and the need to deliver Projects on time, on budget, according, you know, get the results that the, that you're looking for from your projects to, to, as a baseline for IT to establish credibility. But you ask the, but you ask the rhetorical question, to what extent should IT have metrics that relate to business outcomes like usability, like customer service, uh, customer experience? And so let me put the question to you. In, in your opinion, how closely should IT be linked to those kinds of, uh, of business-oriented metrics? Yeah, a good question. I, I, um, one of the questions we ask in our digital IQ survey is, um, what is what is the role of the CIO in IT in the context of this big digital question? Yes, tell us, tell us, please. Right, so, um, so the first option was um, everything, you know, uh, market-facing and internal regarding uh, digital. The second option was uh, internal IT uh, functions plus technology innovation. And the third option was uh, just IT, uh, internal IT. And um, so 41% said that IT leads all digital enterprise investments. That's for currently. And while 31% said their IT was leading all internal IT efforts, including innovation, 
28% leading internal IT only. So that's today, 41, 31, 28. And then we said, well, what does this look like in three years? And then it changes where 36% say leading all internal IT efforts, including innovation, and 34% leading all digital enterprise investments. So basically the shift, uh, the, our survey participants said, they see a shift from IT's role being, majority of them said, leading all digital enterprise investments to leading all internal IT efforts, including innovation. And so to the point around the measurement question, it depends on what you're measuring, right? If you're measuring all digital enterprise investments, then I would expect IT and the CIO to have more metrics regarding the market-facing use of technology. So um, does it make sense to make a, a very, um, uh, you know, make, make IT heavily incented and measured on customer satisfaction? Maybe not, but maybe it would make sense to create some more, more tangible measures like um, do some surveys on um, customer engagement around the technology solutions, you know, the apps and the websites and things like that. Maybe more metrics around, um, you know, average stay on the, on the website for customers, things like that, that, that go to point toward the uh, usability and things like that, or maybe more direct measures around usability. So, so my point is, if IT is indeed leading all enterprise digital investments, then yeah, they should have some measures that are oriented around those using the technology, both internally and externally. So Chris, we have a question from Bob Rothman, who's wondering, so who should own digital transformation? Should it be under the CIO? Should it be under the CMO? Who's responsible for this? Yep. Um, there's, there's kind of two parts to the ownership. There's the ultimate owner, the, the, how does the organization view its leaders in the context of who ultimately owns digital? So that's one, the sort of an ownership accountability point. And then there's the who's running it, driving it day to day. Um, so we ask a question, which executive is ultimately responsible for digital enterprise investments? So if you asked me that, you know, five years ago, I'd probably say, well, that's the CIO. Or maybe if you take the word investment literally, you might say CFO. Um, but today the uh, responses are 34% CEO, 27% CIO, 14% CFO, and 14% Chief Digital Officer. Um, so in terms of the ultimate ownership, you know, uh, a third of the company said CEO is the ultimate owner of the digital enterprise investments, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, it's a, at least it's, it's not, you know, um, so 34% of the sample out there are the, the Jeff Immelts of the world, you know? Um, and I think that's where it should be the ultimate ownership of this stuff, because this is about creating a digital enterprise. Uh, <clears throat> um, I think, you know, the, the, the other thing that's interesting is the chief digital officer, you know, popping up 14%. So that's, you know, uh, a couple hundred of our survey participants said the chief digital officer was the ultimate owner of the investment. And given that that's a relatively new role and certainly not everywhere, I think that's pretty interesting too. So these are 
business projects and they need to be driven or rightfully should be driven by the business owner, so to speak, where does that leave IT and the CIO? Yep. Uh, so one of the, you know, one of the questions is, um, well, I should, I should throw out some more data. So, um, so we ask a question, uh, we've been doing the, this one, this question for several, several years now too. What percentage of the, of the enterprise technology spend is outside of the CIO's budget? And uh, three years ago, it was about 35%, last year, 50%, this year, 68%. Um, and I mentioned I was at the Gartner Symposium where they said their number was about 50% this year. They asked a similar question. And so whether it's 60, 68% or 50%, um, it's a lot. And you know, IT doesn't control the budget anymore. It has some of it. Um, so the question is, if we're not in a, in a, a world of control anymore, we're in a world of influence, you know, what do we do? And so I wrote a, a, a blog um, that sort of tried to redefine the, the potential roles of the CIO, you know, uh, on my blog, cio-dashboard.com, and talked about, you know, the, it's not control anymore, it's about um, collaboration and communication and consultative, uh, you know, relationships. It's not about, um, in, in information as much as it is about integration. It's not about, you know, organizational control. You know, it's about uh, outside-in thinking. It's about bringing in the outside and being, the, you know, the, the best prepared to bring the best ideas about what's going on in the marketplace to the organization. And so, um, you know, a couple of things that I think are, are part of this. One is, is, if you think about where the innovation is coming from that everybody's, you know, so fired up about, it's not coming from big organizations. And the big organizations may be the ones that end up, you know, acquiring these, these big ideas, but they're coming from the startup world, from incubators, from the universities, from open source, from the makers, you know, those environments. And those environments and those places and those people are not places and people that, enterprise IT or enterprise in general um, has expertise in. They don't integrate with them. They don't know them. They don't, you know, love them and they aren't them. And so a big place I think IT can define itself moving forward in this much more rapid, innovative technology world is, is embedding themselves in these places, these innovation places. And so that's kind of what I mean by bringing the outside in. So that's one area that I encourage you know, technology leaders to uh, to get smart about and to share and what they learn. And then the connection point, part two, is taking those ideas and building prototypes and demos that help to communicate. So back to those 10 attributes, you know, a lot of those 10 attributes that, that correlate with performance are about communication. So one of the best ways to communicate ideas around new technologies is through demos. You know, demos worth a million words. You know, so let's figure out how to build more capability within our technology world and our technology function to take those outside ideas and build prototypes and demos to communicate better to the organization what's possible. 
Um, and I think, you know, I think integrating all those new ideas together in the organization is important as well. And I think an, another role for IT is, is to develop a much stronger skill set around integration because more and more we're going to be bringing third-party services and ideas and cloud platforms and apps and all kinds of things that we're not building or we're not the primary builder of. But we want them to integrate with our, our uh, customer data and our billing data, pricing data, um, all the history data that we have. And uh, we want to get the value of all of the analytics and insights that can come from connecting all that data together, where no single third party is going to have that view like we do. So I think those are the, those are the three areas, outside in learning, demos and prototypes, and integration are the three things that I think can really help define the future for IT. So this creates a big challenge for IT because for two reasons. Number one, many established IT organizations uh, are run by people and employ people whose focus is technology. It's not communication. It's not thinking about organizational innovation. It's about keeping systems running. That's number one. And number two, their companies in many cases view IT as, oh, those are the people who keep the systems up. So there's a gap that has to be bridged on both sides. Yeah, and when I say communication, I, I'm not saying that I think everybody in IT needs to go be a public speaker. What I'm saying is that, um, so if I'm an operations person and I'm, you know, um, I'm seeing a lot of challenges around, um, you know, uh, penetration uh, threats and testing. So if I'm a cyber person and that's the security area I practice in, I'm, what I'm suggesting is go figure out where some new sources of innovation around penetration testing are out there in the world, right? They don't might, they're probably not coming from the large established security vendors. I mean, they're certainly thinking about those things, but go think about and, and learn about where those new ideas are coming from. And then build some little prototypes and demos to figure out how you could apply those in your context and then communicate them to your peers and your leaders. That's what I mean by communication. Um, not so much, you know, everybody needs to stand up and, you know, be in the C-suite pre presenting their ideas. But it's a comp but it's an issue of capabilities, talents, uh, competencies, experience, and also the corporate culture inside the organization. Is the organization willing to accept IT playing a more partnership role? Right. And so, um, you know, I, it seems pretty, pretty straightforward to me that, um, that the organization uh, that has their employees in it and that they've made investments in, namely IT, one of their own business functions, would be one that they'd try to figure out how to work with. But it's not always the case, um, and I think a lot of it is going to have to get back to the leadership question. You know, who's driving the, you know, who's ultimately responsible for the digital investments, and what is their vision? Is their vision to, you know, create the capabilities themselves, or is their vision to partner with others to do it? Um, and as you said, you know, there's less and less importance on on infrastructure and and sort of uptime and service uh, fundamental baseline infrastructure service delivery as more of that gets provided by third parties. So, you know, we have to figure out how to um, shift our, our focus into some of these other areas. What do you think about uh, this notion of 
two-speed IT. Some people, I think Gartner calls it bimodal IT. The notion where IT is uh, uh, simultaneously go undertaking uh, traditional infrastructure activities, but at the same time has a group within IT that is undertaking more innovation activities. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm bought into that idea. And, um, and I think, so for example, I'm working with a um, commercial real estate firm who is trying to figure out how to bring more tools to their brokers. And, um, and those tools, you know, they have a very mobile, very uh, intelligent, very, you know, um, busy set of brokers uh, that are out there trying to do large commercial real estate deals. Um, so they have a lot of expectations about the kinds of technology that, you know, needs to run on their phones and their, their tablets and things like that and, and give them a lot of insight in a very uh, short period of time, which which is, is not a typical sort of IT software project. And so, um, so we're talking with them and, and uh, doing the same with some hospitals and, and high-tech companies and others who, who are building these um, what I call fast-tech uh, capabilities. And they're not, you know, um, I think the, one of the reasons to do it is to attract some of these other kinds of new, new tech stack skill sets um, if you're trying to recruit folks into sort of, uh, you know, long form, uh, waterfall SDLC, ERP, CRM kind of, uh, environments, it's going to be nowhere near as attractive as, as being able to say, yeah, we've got this, uh, you know, uh, mobile app factory and it's DevOps based. And, um, you know, we have business and IT people embedded in the teams and, you know, we're doing, uh, you know, uh, weekly sprints and we're releasing, you know, apps every month or whatever it is. I think, you know, that's a big part of being able to attract the talent and build the talent is, um, is having those, those separate environments. I, I think it makes sense because as we've learned over the years uh, with different waves of uh, information technology paradigms, if you will, you know, back in the client server day or the object oriented analysis and design days, you know, there was, there were some who believed that those were that we should transform our whole IT organization into those things, into practicing distributed computing architectures or practicing um, object-oriented analysis and design. What we learned was everybody's not in tune with that and not you know a good fit for those things. And in fact, we didn't really need all those things because for everybody, because you know the mainframe still made sense, you know the mini computer world still made sense for some business problems. And likewise, the web and mobile and IoT-based systems are going to make sense for certain kinds of systems, but not all of them. So I, so I, I think the, the, the two-speed bimodal uh, idea makes a lot of sense. The thing I don't like about it is it implies um, that they're, they're two separate things. And the reality is they have to work together. Um, you can't build a high-impact enterprise mobile app uh, without access to... Um, you know, customer data or, or product data or whatever. And that's not going to come from the, uh, the high, you know, the, the high speed um, place. It's going to come from the other place. And so they have to work together. So I don't like the idea of, of, you know, the sense that it's split or it's buy or it's two speeds. I think, um, you know, it makes sense in concept, but they have to work together. You have to figure out the operating model to make them work together. Cause you don't want to create a, uh, uh, 
or you have to be very careful about creating, you know, the haves and the have not inside of IT. That's a very real problem. Uh, the notion that you can create two groups of IT, as you say, the haves and the have nots within IT. And as you say, they need to, they are one team trying to achieve common goals. Now, Chris, we're just about out of time. But before we go, based on your experience and based on your research and your data, what advice do you have to organizations who want to undertake digital and who obviously, of course, want to do it successfully? What have you learned and what can you share? Um, I guess maybe one thing that pops to mind, which uh, I remember back to a, an insurance client of mine who was undertaking a, a large transformation, um, remaking their, their agent interfaces, their customer interfaces, um, all of their back office systems re regarding and related to uh, their claims processing, um, bills, uh, policy uh, pr proposals, and so on, the whole shoot and match. Um, I think back to one of the more impactful uh, meetings that I attended with the, the CEO and the, and the leadership team there, where we, we showed them a demo, a, a concept demo for, um, for what, this, what part of this, this future could look like. And the CEO was blown away because it gave him a chance to finally sort of visualize what all these ideas and conversations and PowerPoint decks and, you know, meetings all meant. And so, you know, I guess what I would say is my one bit of advice to bring a lot of these points together is, is build a vision that is articulated in tangible stuff. Build a vision that you can start to communicate using demos and prototypes and videos. Um, we have some interesting videos on our uh, on our digital services website at digital.pwc.com that are uh, some examples of these art of the possible videos that help to set um, a vision for what's possible in the context of of employees and customers and and what people do day in and day out, and it really helps to bring to life what these what the digital future could look like through a transformation. So what I would say is is use some of these techniques, especially, you know, eat your, eat your own cooking. If you're talking about a digital transformation, use some of the digital assets like demos and prototypes and videos and things that can help bring life to the ideas. And they're very impactful and really can help to communicate in ways that, you know, you might not have been able to communicate before. So create context. Yep. Digital context. Create digital context. Okay. Yep. Well, unfortunately, we are just about out of time, and this has been a very fast 45 minutes. So thank you, Chris Curran. We, we have been talking with Chris Curran, who is principal and chief technologist for PwC, and who for years now has been running the Digital IQ research on, and this has been episode number 138 of CXO Talk. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for having me, Michael. And I hope we'll do it again sometime soon, Chris. Everybody, I'm Michael Kriegsman. Thank you for joining.
And please come again next time, and we'll see you next week. We'll be talking with uh, Lee Congdon, who is the CIO of Red Hat, next week. Bye-bye, everybody.